the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live a life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad girl. Woo-hoo! Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kasia. We're in hour two, hour dose. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys, I was so excited today. I got um, some uh, homemade tamales. Oh, yeah, I started doing yeah. the Christmas tamales today myself. Oh, yeah. These were a little bit different because these had How been... So? they were made. They were wrapped in, instead of corn husk, they were wrapped in banana leaves. Oh, I've heard that's actually really good. It is really good. And the texture is a little bit different on the matzah, but... Um, it's um it, it's a little bit softer, but it's lighter, so you can eat more tamales. Because the other way, oh, I'm it's a heavy, that. yeah, really, really and good. Where'd you get these from? Miss um, Monica, who does my hair. Ms. Oh, yeah. I, so I, I was at Miss in Miss Monica's happy chair for hair today, and then I took home with me some homemade tamales. So we're well, rocking super in the excited. Christmas season. Yeah. So um, before I go to the financial thought doctor, bring him on, Dave Elhoff, Fighting Meadows. We're going to read a couple comments here. Yeah, people really didn't like this guy. Mark, um, that called in. Um, that they, uh, uh, my girl says here on Facebook. She says I hated it when the caller said you didn't know that, did you? Yeah, I, you know. I, had I heard that the vice president, you know, had got caught, there's all, you know, there's all kinds of VPs. I mean, that, you know, I knew the story, but what if I didn't? You know, I mean, am I supposed to know every story that happens all day, every day? You know, it's like it, it, there's there's people out there that just are, are just looking to, you know, I get that it's a rough time of the year. I get it's a rough time of the year. And there's people out there that are just looking to puff their chest out and try to seem like they're smarter than everybody. And my main problem I had with him was calling in and being ugly to producer Noah. And that's just not that. That's There's no just place for that. Not acceptable whatsoever. Say what, you know, in fact, I told Noah, if he calls back, tell him to call the 24 hour hotline, you know, but no, he's got to call back and, and be ugly and cuss out Noah. The 24 hour hotline, 844-814-5227. If you got anything you want to say, you disagree with me or you think I cut you off too soon. Well, then call back the 24 hour hotline. So um, I do want to read an email that I got from a listener. Um, it was about, it's about Dave Elhoff. <laughs> Before the break, Elhoff, I said, well, we'll see if Elhoff is going to be here. He might be in the hot tub. She says, hot tub my foot. Ha, ha, ha. Forgive me, Andrea, don't cross me off your list. Mo, I will never cross you off my list. She sent me an email before that with all, all kinds of stuff in it about Pelosi having no soul. And uh, she says we need a real coup and be done with all of them. She says she likes John Solomon, but she may have to re- rethink that. Um, don't rethink John Solomon yet. I'm not really sure what I, uh, if I was correct in terms of who was giving the pass to Pelosi on the optics thing. So, And then she says, quit apologizing for talking over your callers at your show. Thank you so much, Mo. 
All right. It is my show, but I do love my callers. Before you bring in Dave Elhoff, he said he wasn't in the hot tub. I just got to call you out, Dave. He's actually sitting there watching Titanic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fighting Meadows. I would have never thought that that movie Titanic would be on a must-watch list for you. Well, it wasn't. It just came up automatically. We started watching it, and I haven't seen it for 25 years or whenever it first came up. <laughs> so we started watching it. It's actually a pretty good movie. Oh, no. But are you watching it in the hot tub? That's the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not, I was not a fan of the movie when it came out. I haven't seen it since it came out. Oh, but speaking of the fact that I do know people in the industry, um, you know, I know people that worked on that movie. And you know they filmed it down in TJ, right? Down in Rosarita? Absolutely. Of course, it's driven by it many times on our way down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You have lobster. Yeah. Oh, Puerto Nuevo. Oh, my gosh. Now you're making me hungry, my man. I guess we can, I got to stop procrastinating. We got to talk about the economy. I sent you an article. Some people are saying, I saw a local realtor in San Diego who said that right now the market is as bad as it was back in, um, was it 1998? I mean, it was like a long time ago, he said. And then I found an article today that said the housing market was frozen. But people are just really looking for some good news and it, with this economy, man. You're the financial thought doctor. You got any good positive thoughts for us tonight? Well, I- what? I think we lost Elhoff. I'm here. I'm here. All right. So you got any positive thoughts for us tonight? Well, in the court for the housing in Hey, Elhoff, we, Elhoff, we can't hear you at all. We're going to have to disconnect and then try to reconnect with you. It's that bad. So, we'll, all right. yeah, we'll reconnect with, with you in a second because I, w- I want to get this out there because... Uh, one of the things Skins and I were talking about before the show is is he's thinking about, you know, getting buying a new house in a year and a half. You know, I mean, we still want to pursue the American dream here. We know times are tough. You know, we want to, you know, we, we're looking for good news here on the economy. I'm looking for hope, hoping, hoping, uh, you know, I think maybe if the Republican Party will lay down on the tracks and stop this big spending bill from going forward. Maybe that would be some good news. All right, we've got the fighting. Let's try again with Dave Elhoff. Let's fight with the financial thought doctor, Fighting Meadows. All right, you here, my man? Yes, I'm here. Much better. All right, do you have any positive thoughts on the economy? Uh, I don't think so. You, you know, we're gonna we're we're not gonna get a soft landing. I'm afraid. I. Everything that I see and everything I hear, and I shared a couple of reports with you here earlier in the week, is that, you know, they keep raising interest rates. They keep expanding the M2 money supply. If they keep doing that, it's going to cause more inflation, and it's going to force us with the rising interest rates and the M2 money supply, it's going to cause us to go into a recession and how bad is it going to be? I have no idea. Dave, I'll ask you this before Andrea uh, has the next question. Do you think we're headed for a depression? Uh, I don't know that a depression is the proper word for it, but you know, it's going to be a hard landing. It's not going to be a soft landing. 
Well, I'm concerned, Elhoff, because I'm sure you know about this $1.7 trillion big spending bill that they don't need to be pushing through with only five days left. They're doing it because they don't want a new fiscally conservative Republican-controlled House of Representatives to take over in a couple of weeks. And this is just – and then that Zelensky – you're a military man. I mean, you know, the Zelensky coming here today, the welfare queen coming in and demanding money. Uh, we've spent over $100 billion with them at this point while our military is, is, is tanked and out of gas. You know, it, it's yes. it's the spending's insane. And then we're allowing seven to 8,000 people yep. across our border. Over a million people came across this year. That's an invasion. Yeah. You know, it's an invasion. People, you need to wake up. These people are coming in illegally. Yes. They are not asylum seekers. I'm tired of conservative media calling them uh, immigrants. Uh, They are illegal aliens. There is a very small window a very narrow criteria to be an asylum seeker and there ain't anybody coming across that southern border that is a true asylum seeker coming here because you're broke coming here because your husband beat you all the economic things that makes that makes me sad for people it does not qualify you for asylum coming here because you're trafficking children is not an asylum seeker coming here because you're shoving fentanyl across our border isn't an asylum uh, you know, seeker. And that's what's happening. And uh, meanwhile, $410 million is in this omnibus uh, uh, bill to uh, fund border security for Jordan, Tunisia, Oman, and Lebanon. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I'll tell you what, you know, you got a million and a half people come across the border. You could have several terrorist cells yeah. coming across at that point in time. And I'll tell you, Folks, we need to wake up. Our country is a great country for people who come in legally. And we want people coming in legally that can contribute to our country. Not terrorists, not people that can't contribute. And I'm telling you, it's to me... It's the biggest problem we're facing today is our mm-hmm. border. Yeah. We've got we've got a multi-border issue. We've got a border issue, the physical border. Uh, we've also got an economic border issue to where, um, you, you know, we had already this whole globalization and great reset and uh, push towards, you know, global governance and the um, also the the um, electronic border where we've got the Chinese Communist Party with TikTok and all other means, you know, data mining on us and and. And it just there's three border issues. But, yeah, the physical border. We don't have a nation if we don't have a physical border. And to see Zelensky come here today demanding more and more billions of dollars basically to protect his border because he's been invaded by Russia. And to hear Joe Biden talk about this is the biggest invasion we've seen since World War Two. No, we got a bigger one down here. And just because they're not coming across in Sherman tanks doesn't make it any less destructive in some sense, does it? It's just a different type of destruction. Totally. I mean, come on, wake up, folks. Who's going to pay for all this? Your tax dollars are going to go and pay for all these illegals. A million five plus 
have come across this year. Actually, I've got to correct you. It's more than that. It's we. They're estimating now with the gotaways, five million illegals have come through since Joe Biden took office. Five million illegals, and they continue mm-hmm. to lie to us to tell us there were eleven million illegals. We've been hearing that number since Reagan. We are probably upwards of sixty-five to seventy million illegal aliens in this country because we also have another border issue with them coming in. We've also had an invasion in the refugee program. Remember, one hundred fifty thousand came in from Afghanistan. Many of them, the, some of the worst of the worst, that actually then, even while on military installations, were raping. And we've got many that have come here on visas that just never leave. You know, we are literally being invaded, and people think that it's just going to affect Texas or maybe San Diego because we're a border state, but it affects everybody, and they're spreading them around the country. I mean, uh, you know, obviously El Paso is getting hit the hardest, and they're just laying in the streets everywhere, but it's going to affect every one of us. And the and and here, and you know, we can't we we got a housing crisis enough here, right? We we've got Californians that can't pay rent. I've got I know somebody right now they can't get find an apartment she can afford and might be living in her car in a couple of weeks. Well, I tell you what, it, it, folks, you got to understand someone's going to pay for all this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I you you say, OK, what can you do about it? Well, you got to start waking up and you got to start voting people in that think there's a problem because most of the people in Congress, both Republicans and Democrats, don't seem to think there's a problem. And I don't care where you live. It's going to affect you. They're going to ship these people all over the country. And they're going to be a drain on the states where they go. And the states have enough problems as it is right now. And the government has enough problems as right now. I mean, mean, come on, folks. We've got a $31 trillion debt, the largest it's ever been, ever. And you think we can... We can sustain that? No, we can't. I mean, does it, you know, it, we've already rated Social Security. Social Security is not a lockbox. It's never been a savings plan. Um, the, uh, you know, it, 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 as soon as the idea came about, then they started picking at it, right? It's not even the average person, I think, who, who gets benefits from Social Security right now is somebody in their 20s because now it's all about, you know, disability, right? It's not even about, you know, providing seniors the retirement that it was supposed to be. And then, in the good days, it's, you know, for seniors are getting seven cents on the dollar, right? And now then in in 10 years from now, there's not going to be any money left for that in Social Security. And it's because of the spending. It's because of the disability payments. It's because of everything that you see happening economically right now. We have unfunded entitlement programs while we're bringing in more people to be to be put on the entitlement rolls. Totally. The other thing is, folks, what can you do about this? Not a whole lot. However, you got to think differently. You got to say, "Listen, you're probably in the lowest tax bracket you're ever going to be in right now." That's a good point. So does it mean you want to throw income to the future to be taxed at a higher rate? Probably not. The other thing is, you high net worth people out there saying, "Well, I'm okay because." You know, the current tax laws allow us to 
pass on $12 million tax-free. Well, I tell you what, it wasn't long ago when that number was 250000 Oh, yeah. So, it's going to go back. To, yeah, it's going to go back to that. It, it's going to go lower for certain because the government needs money. Because I tell you, you, you can't solve the problem by increasing taxes, and you can't solve the problem by decreasing benefits. It's going to take a combination of both. Either way, the common American out there is going to end up paying more taxes in the future. Well, yeah, it's 87,000. Excuse me for interrupting. 87,000 new tax agents, IRS agents that are armed. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why they've announced they're going after uh, Venmo, PayPal, any of the cash apps for any transaction over 600 bucks. While they're spending us, while they're spending like crazy with this omnibus bill, people need to figure out whatever tax bracket they're in, whatever their asset situation is, whatever their income is. They got to start getting a plan together. If you if you have an asset or, or assets, you got to think about what you're going to be doing with it and whether or not you should sell, get out of California, hold on to it, refi now or or whatever. If if you did have a higher interest rate, you got to start figuring it out because the same old traditional ways that you're thinking about money is not going to sustain you going forward Elhoff tell everybody how they can get a hold of you because they need they need a conversation with you this is why mm-hmm. we bring it Elhoff on because it's not just about us complaining about what's happening it's also about trying to get you help so that you can figure things out you got to change the way you think folks because the traditional way of what is being taught to you is wrong it's going to create failure for you you contact me Let's have a conversation, 619-548-0965. You call me, leave a text message. I can send you a text message of several videos that show you how I work and can help you. Yep. All right, we got to get you. We got to get you a landline so you're not roaming around putting a pot roast in the oven and watching Titanic <laughs> while you're on the phone with me. <laughs> I know how you work. What did wasn't it? Was it a prime rib one week? It was a prime. It rib. It was a prime rib. He was. Now you I'll know. I'll be right back. I got to go check the temp. You know the he's the financial thought doctor when he can afford prime rib. He's like the only one that can right now. That's how much he knows how to do how to manage money. Elhoff, we hope you have a very merry Christmas and we love you. Merry, Merry Christmas to you and Noah. All right, my dear. Same to you, bud. All right, we'll talk at you next week. All, All right. right, bye, honey. And you guys stay tuned. I am going to give you that Carrie Lake update when we come back on her election uh, lawsuit that took place today. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. So, Carrie Lake wasn't giving up. She filed a lawsuit in uh, Arizona court. She uh, had 10 complaints. Eight were rejected, but she was able to bring her case into a courtroom today for two of the uh, 10 issues. Here's what she had to say about it this morning. 
a couple of three people might have been surprised that Katie Hobbs is off the hook. I know it's part of your grand, your total strategy to win here, but walk <laughs> us through it. Well, listen, you know, listen, we had, I think it was like 18 um, people we were going to be putting on the stand when we had many counts that we were looking at um, taken to court. And the judge kind of narrowed, really narrowed our case to two counts. And so we have to really prioritize every second of the five hours we have to prove these two counts. And we're really concentrating on Maricopa County and the the clowns that were running that operation. So they're the ones who are going to be on the stand. Well, as much fun as it would be to put stuttering, stammering, uh, (laughs) panicky Katie Hobbs on the stand, we, we would have a ball with that. But we have to prioritize every second of our time to prove this case. And we believe what we're going to be putting forth today that... Any judge across this country would look at this evidence and rule in our favor. That's how strong our case is going to be today. And we're about to go into court and, and watch our, um, our amazing uh, legal team do that. You know, we're, our legal team is being headed up by a Navy SEAL, a former Navy SEAL. So I've got great faith in him. He has been working so hard on this case for a long time. And we feel really confident with what we have, Steve. All right, so that gives you a little bit of background of what's happening. Here is what um, from the, the what we learned today. This from the Carrie Lake War, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> War Room uh, Twitter feed. The issues with the machines involved this: they used nineteen-inch uh, ballots were printed on twenty-inch paper, causing them to be rejected by the tabulators. This is a setting change requiring administration security protocols, meaning it could not be accidental. So they use the wrong per, uh, inch ballot and uh, on the wrong size paper, basically, for the image. And the machines rejected it. And this was this involves uh, a setting change. And this caused delays and long lines. And they lied about all three. Uh, ballots were not counted at polling centers in violation of state law, breaking the chain of custody. Ballots were not counted upon arrival to the Rumbeck facility for the breaking chain of custody. Rumbeck allowed ballots to be dropped off despite not being a drop-off center. Uh, the broken chain of custody opened the door to injected or removed ballots with no way to verify either way. Uh, defendants see no issue with any of this. Of, of course, you know, break the law. You know, they don't care. Maricopa County Board of Supervisors lied about pretty much all of this, but specifically the effect on Election Day and the election officials are liars. So this, in essence, um, so basically what she put on in the court, the two the two issues that she was managed to be brought into a courtroom today proved uh, the truth that there were violations of state law. There was shenanigans played with the machines that disenfranchised voters, and that changed the outcome of the election. Do I think that the outcome of this court case will change the outcome? Katie Hobbs will be governor in the state of Arizona. I don't believe we've had other court cases out of 2020 that said, like in the case of uh, Wisconsin, where the Wisconsin Election Commission was found by a judge to have broken state law because it's the state legislatures who write election law, not the Wisconsin Election Commission, who just decided, you know what, we're going to start using some mail-in ballots and set up some drop drop boxes paid for by Zuckerberg. And nothing's been changed. Regardless of the audit that was done in Arizona in 2020 and all the illegal ballots and illegitimate ballots that were counted, that gave that overcame the the deficit. Uh, Joe Biden, quote, won that state supposedly by 14,000. Well, 55,000 illegal votes were counted. Didn't change the outcome of the election. 
So I don't believe it's going to change the outcome of election, but it does give us we 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 can no longer if it, not that we ever did. I never let anybody shut me up. I don't care if you call me election denier all day long. But the truth is, this election was rigged, and we have a rigged system. Now, what is the Republican Party going to do about it to secure elections going forward? There's nothing in this big bloated omnibus bill that did anything to that did anything to preserve our elections. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners because there was some breaking news in the gun control world. We actually have the city of Buffalo is suing gun manufacturers. And Gavin Newsom is celebrating the fact that his gun control grab law here got rejected in the state of California. Mm, Something ain't smelling right about that. Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners will break it all down for you on the other side of the break. Don't go away. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. He's been on the show many times before. And anytime there's anything related to gun control attempts, new laws, everything trying to deny us our Second Amendment rights, I always go to Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners, and he joins me now to talk about a couple of things happening in the world of the Second Amendment. Hey, Michael Schwartz, thanks for being here. Hey, Andrea. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And um, all right, well, I'm not sure which to start with. Let's start with the fact that uh, the Democrats are always looking for an end around. And if they can't come and snatch our guns away from us, well, I know. Let's just let's just sue the manufacturers, right? So the city of Buffalo, New York, has filed a lawsuit against Beretta, Glock, Remington, Smith & Wesson, and other gun and gun parts manufacturers um, because guns are a public nuisance. Uh, Michael Schwartz, your thoughts? Well, this has been uh, decided in court and decided at the at the federal level already. This is this kind of a kind of a dog and pony show. There's really there. It doesn't make sense legally. It doesn't make sense, um, you know, logically that you're going to blame uh, the, the manufacturer for for something that a criminal did. If a criminal uses something criminally, um, you know, it's not the manufacturer's fault, um, certainly not morally um, or, you know, logically, but um, it's also been decided that they're legally not not to be held responsible for the actions of, of others. So I, I don't really understand why the, the uh, they're doing this. I think it's it's kind of a less of an end around, more of a hail mary. Mm-hmm. There, you know, there was a there was a big Supreme Court decision um, earlier this year called the Bruin decision that really it's it's just going to uh, lay waste to a lot of these unconstitutional gun laws, and I think that they're 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 kind of out of ideas, yeah. <laughs> so they're trying anything, um, but it's not going to stand. It's just going to you know the only the only people that are going to benefit from this are the attorneys. They're going to make a couple extra bucks in court, but yeah. at the end of the day, the Second Amendment's going to win. Well, I think, and, and I'm so glad I brought you on because I didn't know about that case, and I didn't know how this you know this isn't this is your expertise, and you know about all the ins and outs and the laws and suits and everything that's happened. And you're right, this is this is not going to get them anywhere legally. What it's meant to do is to continue to keep preying upon the hearts and minds of the American people by exploiting dead children in Uvalde, exploiting Sandy Hook 10 years later. This is about keeping an issue out there at the forefront of the American people's minds, gun violence, gun violence, gun violence. When somebody uses a car and most people down, like happened in Waukesha, um, nobody filed a lawsuit against the, the, the maker of the automobile that he used to kill people at the Christmas parade. 
right? Um, we don't, we, and we don't use terms like car violence when somebody, you know, kills somebody d- driving a car with, with, uh, you know, driving under the influence, right? Um, so, you know, this is, this is, this kind of stuff is just to get headlines and just to continue to keep the issue out there in front of the, the, the minds of the American people. Um, and, and that brings me to my other breaking news because I'm wondering if that's not what was, I, I'm curious about Newsom's reaction. It's almost as though he's admitting that he, and I'm not sure if this is true or not, so he puts forth this gun control law that's about fee shifting, and he bases it on the Texas abortion law, and in which private citizens can sue a a manufacturer, because in Texas, for the abortion law, private citizens could sue um, an an abortion provider, uh, and he was trying to put something like that similar here with gun manufacturers. And it was rejected by U.S. District Court Judge Roger Benitez, who said it was unconstitutional. Newsom came out and said that he was happy with the outcome because he was just trying to prove that the Texas heartbeat law um, and the fee shifting provisions was was wrong. I don't believe that. I think he I think this was his Hail Mary. How do you see it? Well, okay, so this is, uh, there's, there's kind of a, there's a lot of ins and outs here. Um, okay. First off, the, the case that won, we're actually plaintiffs in this case. Oh. And the case started out as a lawsuit against the assault weapons ban, which is basically a ban on semi-automatic rifles in California. And then they passed 1327. And uh, they said, they, they structured it or, or patterned it after the abortion uh, law in in Texas. Now, I'm not an expert on that law, um, but I have been told by people who are that there are some some significant differences. Okay. Um, one of the, one of the and without getting too far into the weeds, one of the most uh, one of the biggest differences is that an abortion provider, if they do something illegal, um, you know, being sued by somebody, that's different than a manufacturer who is doing something legal. They are manufacturing a firearm, and then you know somebody uses it to do something illegal. That's a, that's a big difference. Right. Um, so, but that's not even, but moving past that. So they said, all right, another part of this is if you sue, if somebody sues the state for, for a, uh, you know, to get rid of an unconstitutional gun law, part of this law would shift the fees to the plaintiff if they lose. So let's say they say, Hey, you know what? There's, there's 10 different pieces of this new law of this new gun law and it's unconstitutional and uh, we go to court and we win nine of them. But then the 10th one, the, the court says, no, this, this piece of it, this 10th piece of it, this is constitutional. Well, then the state of uh, California can come after the plaintiff and the attorneys and say, Hey, we spent a million dollars defending this case. We want our million dollars. And then they're forced to pay. So that part put a halt to a lot of the, um, or at least put a pause on a lot of the uh, the Second Amendment cases that are uh, in court right now. So we went back to the judge and said, hey, this ban on uh, semi-automatic rifles in California that we're, uh, uh, you know, that we're trying to uh, get rid of, 
you know, we need you to rule on this 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 uh, part of the law that would bankrupt us if yeah. we, you know, if we lose any part of it. So rather than file a whole separate lawsuit, we basically said we can't move forward on this lawsuit until some kind of decision is made. Well, the judge agreed with us. Mm. So the judge ruled and said, hey, you know what, this whole thing, he actually described it as cynical. <gasps> he described it as an, abomin- an abomination. And he said it's an outrageous, it's outrageous and objectionable. There's no dispute that it raises serious constitutional questions. That's a judge. That's a wow. California judge. Wow. Now, yeah, so he struck it down. Bonta, the attorney general, basically said, yeah, this thing is so ridiculous. I'm not going to defend it any further. I'm not going to appeal this. It's it's as good as dead. So that uh, that, that didn't make uh, Gavin Newsom happy. So he's actually trying to step in and fund this with uh, w- with private money and, and get attorneys to step in for the attorney general. But he's now basically saying, "Oh, well, this is great uh-huh. because we will will you know we'll move this up to the Supreme Court and then that will strike down this this Texas law because he's making the case that the Texas abortion law and the California gun law are identical." But there's there there are a lot of legal experts that are saying no, it is significantly different. He's not going to win this. Right, we're talking to Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners. I mean, just the difference you laid out, which is in the in the Texas case, if they if they ban abortions at a heartbeat, and somebody knows an abortion has taken place past that, you can you can sue. That's and you're right. That's that's an outfit uh, that has committed a crime. A, a gun manufacturer who's manufacturing a gun, which they have every legal right to do is not committing a crime. So, I mean, the Democrats are masters at, you know, conflating issues and and, in different ways and and wordsmithing. And, um, you know, where are we at in general? We've got about a minute left. So um, thank you for helping us understand what what happened with this case here. Um, Where are we at in terms of people's ability when we have the crime wave that we have across this country? and nobody's feeling safe anywhere, where are we at right now with the ability for somebody to go and get a concealed carry? Well, concealed carry is, is actually, it's fantastic. It's better than it's ever been. The the former, uh, the California used to have this good cause requirement that is completely gone. You don't have to have any good cause requirement. As long as you can pack a, pass a background check, uh, get the training. Um, you can get the permit. Um, they're they're backed up, so it's going to take you months. But I know they're actually working on uh, improving that. In fact, we're working with them to improve the process, get the funding, get the manpower, um, so that people can quickly and efficiently get their carry permit. As long as they pass the background check, as long as they go to the class, pay the fee, fill out the application. But the good cause part is completely gone. And I got to tell you, in general, with the lawsuits that are happening and the momentum we have, um, it, you know, there is a bright light at the end of the Second Amendment tunnel, and it is not a train. It is it is an absolute uh, shift in, uh, uh, you know, California. A lot of their gun laws are going to go down, and I'm very much looking forward to the future. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Finally, finally, a little piece of good news. And you know what? It's really important <laughs> that everybody um, exercise their Second Amendment rights. I think it's really important for women as we see the crime wave across this country to, um, I know it can be scary, you need to go, there's lots of places, and go to San Diego County Gun Owners website and everything you need to know about getting a gun, getting trained on, on how to use a gun, and all the, and they'll help you, uh, well, you tell everybody, uh, you know, how you'll help people figure out, particularly women, um, how to get armed, how to feel comfortable and get trained. 
We have a ton of resources. We have a CCW resource page that'll show people how to get their CCW. We also have a program called Not Me that's that's designed for women who want to own a gun, get training, and get their carry permit. Um, the program is free. We will help them. We will walk them through the whole process. Uh, another a volunteer who's also a woman will help them through the whole process. We have a ton of resources for people. So go to San Diego County Gun Owners dot com. Uh, support us, sign up for our email list, and uh, use whatever resources that you need. All right. Thank you for being here, my friend. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. We got one final little segment. We got to tell you guys the FBI has responded to the Twitter files. (laughs) Yeah, it's that bad. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Our 24-hour hotline number, 844-814-5227, is there for you guys. Anything you want to share with us. Um, so the FBI has responded. We don't have a huge amount of time left in tonight's show, but this really doesn't require a whole lot of more information. Um, they've decided to finally respond to the fact that it has been one document dump after another showing the fascism going on in the country with the U.S. government, and particularly the top law enforcement agency in the land, the FBI, in, co- in collusion with the intelligence community and the Department of Justice to control the outcome of our elections by controlling the flow of information. It's just an extension. It's really another version of what they did with the Russian collusion hoax and going to FISA courts and and pretending that there was evidence that Trump had colluded with Russia, which was nothing more but money that Hillary Clinton paid for somebody to create a phony file, a dossier, right? That was a disinformation campaign meant to control the outcome of the election. And then when they didn't work, they launched another disinformation campaign and coup attempt with the FBI, the IC, and the DOJ in the in the uh, Bob Mueller investigation. And then they had another one with the Ukraine whistleblower. It's the same playbook, right? It's just just through Twitter this time instead of the FISA courts or instead of the impeachment. It's the same thing, right? And in fact, here's what Mar- how Miranda Devine characterized it uh, yesterday. The fact is that every American should be very concerned about the fact that the premier law enforcement agency, the FBI, has been doing this sort of subterranean influence operation on the social media giants in order to tilt the 2020 election in favour of one candidate, in order to suppress an accurate story by the New York Post. And that is, of course, Miranda Devine, who wrote... The article about Hunter Biden um, laptop story that was suppressed and we and 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 in the FBI was so involved in controlling the outcome of the elections through not just suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story, but by demanding certain accounts be banned and be suspended like um, I can never remember her name, Kaylee McEnany. Uh, she was the White House spokes at the time in, in the fall when she tried to re- retweet the Hunter Biden laptop story. They suspended her account. Um, they were so involved. There was 80 something agents that have been involved, so involved that they actually paid millions of dollars to Twitter. And now we know even the, even other social media outlets all in an attempt to control the outcome of our elections by suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story, but also COVID, anything related to that. Here's their response that they had today. 
They said um, that it was an attempt to, to, quote, discredit the agency and that they, the correspondence between, and I'm, I'm reading a quote, the correspondence between the FBI and Twitter show nothing more than examples of our traditional, longstanding, and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements, which involve numerous companies over multiple sectors and industries. As evidenced in the correspondence, the FBI provides critical information to the private sector in an effort to allow them to protect themselves and their customers. The men and women of the FBI worked every day to protect the American public. What a load of horse pucky. How stupid do they think we are? First of all, the FBI, you discredited yourselves with going in line to the FISA courts with a dossier paid for by Hillary Clinton that, that accused Trump of paying hookers to pee on his bed. You got caught lying to FISA courts. We read the text messages between Peter Strzok and his lover. We know the crap weasel that James Comey is. And all the rest. We're not stupid. We also know exactly what you were doing at the FBI and what you were doing. And not even just with the Twitter. Some of us have been paying attention to know what you did behind the scenes, cooking up the Fed napping plots, what you've done. According to an FBI whistleblower from Florida, remember him? How they were trampling? He, he, he went and became a whistleblower because of the way that they were trampling people's constitutional rights, going dragging moms out of their homes for nothing but Facebook posts. And then his, wife face, his wife's Facebook was, was taken down. You're fascist. You're brown shirts. And there should not be another dime given to the FBI. They should all be out on the street. Here we got Americans. But no, they've got more money. After all this is revealed, the Republican Party, going back to the through line for tonight, this omnibus big spending bill, what's in that omnibus bill? More money to this FBI. More money. For for them to continue to trample our constitutional rights. And even worse control the outcome of our elections and if we and then if we question the the election results then they want to throw us in the gulag all right tomorrow night friday eve we'll be back hopefully you will be too we'll see you then three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com